welcome to another episode of Trayvon! Trayvon, 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 Whoa, you haven't entered the Matrix, you're still here on Trayvon, and I'm Jake Spear, and join with me, my two best buddies, Double O Derby Deck. G'day! He has stuck with it too. G'day, g'day. Ah, there it is. Oh, that's three, that's one more than I would typically do. And our MI6 expert in the field... Mr. Brandon McClellan. A hip hop of my hand, I'm a reporter for duty. Oh, okay. Foghorn Leghorn. I pictured a chicken of some kind. Uh, yeah, well, that's rooster. on you. That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. And hello to all of you lovely listeners out there, whenever, wherever, and however you're listening and to whoever. us. And whoever. And oh, yeah. don't you start. Well, actually, with... technically, I think it's whomever. Whomever. No, that's not weird. a thing. Yes. That's not a thing. We hope your week has been Trayvon. If if you're loving the if you're loving it, why don't you pop on over to iTunes and give us a little bit of a, a review or a bit of a five star oh, rating. Five stars, please. Or write maybe, us yeah, a letter. Write us a bit of fan mail, or maybe write us. Well, you know, share it with your friends. Cut a montage with pictures you've taken from our Instagram and Facebook accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send in some artwork or or a funny gif or something, or tag us in something weird. Find out where we live. <laughs> God. Mm. Well, well, do, do, the first, do, the, do the first couple, yeah, yeah. and then once you've exhausted all the options, letter bombs come at us. <laughs> and if you do want to write fan mail, you can write it to TrayBondPod yep. at gmail dot com, and make sure you sign it yours TrayBondingly. Yes, yes, the official, the official sign off of the podcast. Correct. That's Speaking right. of fan mail, yes. Well, hang on. What's our mission today? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jake. That was a good segue, though. But anyway, <laughs> uh, before we get too excited, Mr. McClellan, what is our mission today? Uh, yeah, hi, it's me. I'm uh, joining you again. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the podcast last week. This week, though, we'll be doing another top five. Uh-huh. Today's top five will be the top five villains, uh, news and sport uh, after this. Oh. oh. Now oh. you can play your theme. For the fan mail. Oh yes, the now theme. now it's oh I do declare it's fan mail. Got a fan mail from Miguel Madrigal, oh. who has written in before. I uh, oh. mispronounced his uh, Twitter handle as Mamadrig. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, of course. I now see that it's M for Miguel, and the Madrig is from Madrigal. Yes. Oh, okay. He's not DJ Mamadrick. Mamadrick. No, okay. <laughs> but you can have that sound like <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> so he writes, Dear Trey Bond, I really love the show. I'm enjoying it very much. And although I'm sure you have many ideas for new episodes, I wanted to write to suggest a few ideas for future episodes. Oh, welcome. So welcome. it's an elevator pitch. Yeah, okay. cool. We're in the give elevator the, with Mamadrick. what we want. Right, yeah. Please take these as suggestions only of what a fan would enjoy listening you guys discuss. The other night, I watched The Man from Uncle with Henry Cavill and I really liked it. I found it stylish with good set pieces, great acting from the three leads and some good humour. So, I was thinking, would you consider doing a top five of potential new Bond actors to replace Daniel Craig? Henry Cavill is, in my opinion, doing an audition for Bond in The Man from Uncle, similar to Daniel Craig's, inverted commas, audition, bunny ears audition, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for Layer Cake. In Layer Cake for Bond, sorry. Not on purpose, but I'm sure Eon must have looked at these films and thought maybe there's something there. Therefore, it got me thinking that it would be a lot of fun to hear Trey Bond have a top five of potential new Bond actors episode to cover. That's not a bad idea. So we each bring our top five suggestions. Yeah, so it's who do you think would get the role 
or who would you actually want to see get the right? Yes, two very uh, separate two questions. Things. Yeah, yeah, Politics yeah. versus desire. It would be fun to hear your opinions and also to include previous roles these actors have played, which showcase what they could potentially do as Bond. Also, you've got a pitch. Yeah, okay. Pitch a Bond actor. Yeah, with examples actor. and evidence. I like it. I might put that in the hat. All right. I think we should add that to the, uh, to the Panama, hat. Panama hat. Put it in the hat. All right. Absolutely. Done. Done. Consider your work done. Secondly. Oh, yes. Oh, he's got more. Second Hang on. We've got enough. We can create <laughs> two yeah. wishes. Everybody here. gets one. <laughs> two wishes. Would you consider reviewing Bond like movies? Movies mm. that mm. look like a Bond film, like Never Say Never Again, but which are actually good. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking movies like The Man from Uncle. You're a big fan of that. Uh, Kingsman, Inception, mm. maybe. Yeah. He writes. Yep. Tenet. I haven't seen it though, and a bit hesitant after hearing your thumbs yeah, down. Comment. A bad Bond film. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of Bond-like films <laughs> out there. It's hard. We have discussed this. We I have. think that the best way that we could do it is if you know, send us your suggestions. We'll have a look at them all, and we might even take it to a vote where you guys decide which movies we review. That's we, a good idea. We review. Yeah. yeah. We've been a bit poll happy. Actually, we've been a bit poll happy, and mm. we could choose one. But we'd rather do something you actually want to listen to. That's why. Right. Why yeah. would we do the work when we can give it to you? You to guys do for exactly. us. I mean, that's how that's I got it. through high school. <laughs> uh, you can actually talk about why the movies seem like a Bond movie, what they do right, what they do wrong, mm. what they do better. Ooh. That would be fun. After suffering through Never Say Never Again, it would be good to hear you three guys talk about a movie that actually does Bond well. Mm. Yeah. And he finishes, love your show. Just some suggestions of conversations I would love to hear you guys have, if at all possible. That's very kind of you. Wonderful. He says, cheers, Miguel. And again, his at M-M-A-D-R-I-G. is M-M-A-D-R-I-G. M-M-A-D rig. <laughs> DJ McMadrig. M-M-A-D-R-I-G. No, no, good on you, Miguel. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, um, thanks for sending that stuff. That's good food for thought. Yeah. Toint bacon. Yeah. Top toy bacon. Toint toint bacon. Point taken. Oh, that's it. Ah, oh, that's it. I thought I was having a stroke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I was. Well, gentlemen, I did mention that we've been a bit poll happy recently. Uh, yes, very. Play the theme. Do we have one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man with the golden pun. All right, that's the last time you're going to hear that. Well, we don't know about that. Yes, it is. The man with the golden pun is never coming back. I want to get your preconceived notions. Yeah. Let's run them through, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Run them through what our three options were that we we put out to a poll. All right, we're going to cast our minds back to a uh, brutal round of um, wit and uh, clever writing and great... uh, uh, delivery. I came up with mine on the day. <laughs> they don't need to know that. Though. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Uh, we have walking down the street one day. Uh, kid can't don't get to sleep. Just um, and cliff notes. Pop on the telly. Pop, yeah, pop on, on the, the telly, Savalas. Because you're going to go to sleep. That's right. That. Yeah. And uh, Darby, yours was mine. Was someone his arm was on fire because of Telly Savalas. Yep. Uh, and uh, the the cop arrested him. For possession of an illegal firearm. That's correct. And, and, and mine was uh, constipated Bond. Uh, couldn't give a shit. Couldn't give a shit. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So we uh, we surveyed well over 100 people. Wow. Well over 100. Oh. This was the the most populated any of our polls have been. Oh. It was a big turnout for this. What are your preconceived notions heading in? Who do you think is going to win? In your oh. heart of heart. Look. Something, something smells rotten. 
I think there's a big swing in the way of Jake Spear. I don't know how he's controlling the these masses, people. these yeah. people, but it seems to be that he has some weird sway. He does. Maybe they feel sorry for him. Maybe Particularly it's a... after that letter that we read out last, last episode. I think there might be a little bit of that. I think there might be a little bit of that. But I think Going he's... he's, you think he's I think clear... he's one of, purely because of the populist vote. Yeah. He seems to have an in with the populist crowd. Always doing his populist things. So, Mr. Shakespeare, what do you think? Listen to do you this, concur? Look at this vitriol and just, you know... You don't look at vitriol, Jake. You hear it. Well, I feel it. You sense it, yeah. I definitely, I definitely sense it. There's nothing wrong with being popular, and there's nothing wrong with giving the people Tell what that they to want. Stalin. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel the people have been given what they want with the Telly Savalas pop on the telly pun. I think I've got this in the bag because. Oh, you think the I'm, quality of pun is I... is the lone bloody signifier here? Absolutely, and I think the people have assembled uh, in alliance. Well, let me read out to you in ascending order so, what this is. So okay. I'm last. In last place or third place mm-hmm. yeah. with 1.69% of the vote. Oh, Jesus. It is Darby Deck with Holy fire. shit. <laughs> with the fire up. Wow, nobody likes me. All right. No worries. Second place. <laughs> second place. Got nine. One playing on 1.6% of the vote. Nine. One I'm other short, one. Don't yourself short. No, you got more than one vote. Two, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> the next, the second place, yeah, got nine point three two percent of the vote, and that was Whoa. you. First place. Oh, maybe he's got eighty-eight point nine nine percent of the vote. We asked the people who would be crowned the man with the golden gun. Pun. Pun. <laughs> And with 9.32%, with 1.69%, it will not be Derby Deck. Yeah. With 9.32%, it will not be Jake Spear. Oh! With 88.99%, I will take that crown. Thank you very much. Oh, my God! Because I believe... The has swung. I have given the people what they want. Accept this. Uh, let me just give my well, victory speech here. One point six nine. Should I even be on this show? <laughs> no, I think you should be on the show. I just don't know whether you should write puns. Yeah. The day uh, before. Well, excuse me. This is my victory speech. Here we go. Here it is. No, you don't know about it. I graciously accept this. Uh, heavy lies the crown. Uh, the yeah. responsibility that comes with this. I will fight for all of you, not just the people who voted for me. Overwhelmingly you voted better for me. You better finish this off with a pun. No. <laughs> Those days are behind us. We are moving forward to a brighter, sunnier future. Thank you. <laughs> and that was Mr. McClellan here at the coronation of the man with the golden pun. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you very much, everyone. Let us never speak no. of it again. <laughs> no. But from here on in, I will always be the man with the golden pun. You will be crowned the man with the so, golden pun. So, Jake, you got to bring some more stuff. There'll be some more shows. There'll be some more give the people what they want. Not next week. No. <clears throat> be the week after. Yeah, when you least suspect it. Well, 
Yes. It's time for our favourite segment because there's no fact check this week, no Thank story. Goodness. Preconceived notions. Who wants to go first? Whose preconceived notions are just bursting? Bursting out. To get out. out the, uh, I thought yeah, yeah, it yeah. looked like you were about to jump off, so I stopped myself. I thought you were going to riff. Jump on top of that. Yes. No, not at all, because not I'm all. totally unprepared for my preconceived notions, as always, so I will go first. Um, I think that... You um, haven't thought about it. No, at all. <laughs> I, I'm i just holding my iPad just to make you think that I've got stuff written down here. Um, I think Darby Deck yep. is really going... Now, we're talking about villains here. Uh-huh. And, uh, not henchmen. No, not henchmen. Very clear delineation there. I, I think we're going to see from Darby Deck a lot of um, old school villains. I don't know whether the Craig villains are going to play too much with Mr. Deck. Okay. They might be more sophisticated and well-rounded characters, so I could eat my words here. Um, when you say old school villain, I think of like a grizzled headmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. See, that mm. should be... No, no, that would be the villain in a young James Bond adventure. Ah. Uh, at Eton College. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely don't see um, Christoph Waltz's uh, Blofeld playing... Bluffled. Bluffled. Bluffled, yes, in the top five there. Um, I, I don't see Telly Savalas as bluffled uh, popping no, that up would there. Be a damn shame. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Donald Pleasance's uh, bluffled turns up, though. But as for the number one man himself, skip to top villain, the end. <laughs> trying to vamp while my second brain thinks of something else. Papa um, loves mumbo. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to tell. What do I reckon? It's going to be tough to tell. That would, that's a good <laughs> That's a good preconceived notion. You've thrown out a couple. You can refine that later it's on. It's going to be tough to tell. Right, because right. you also have to now do, do me. Oh, Brandon. And I mean, Same conversation I thought again. this was going to be a short episode. Uh, Brandon, you know what? Brandon's going to be tough to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we let him go first? I don't know. We should have given him time to think. Uh, Copy off our answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I need. I just I can't go first. Um, (laughs) you know, uh, throwing my mind back, there was a bit of talk about how strong Stromberg was as a villain. Um, We did just see him on the big screen. We did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did did it help? He's very good in it. Okay. That's all I'll say. All right, okay. Like the uh, Olsen twins, our lips are sealed. No, that's Veronica's. No, the Veronica's. Veronica's. Yeah. Yeah. Veronica's. Yeah. Yes, or was yes. it the Duff sisters? Oh, the Duffs. Oh, our lips oh. are sealed. Yeah, it was the Duffs. It was the yeah, Duffs. Yeah, up the Duffs. Up, up the Duffs. Duff man. That was 15 seconds. Yeah, and it didn't help. Why did you join in? Why didn't you let us take that? It looked like too much fun. Oh, goodness me. You know what? Mama loves mama. You'd make a great politician. You have a complete aversion to saying anything. (laughs) Yeah, you'd be a very good filibusterer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was talking for a really long time, but I can't remember a single word he said. I think Goldfinger's going to play. I think Goldfinger might play. I reckon... On on, on me? On me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, see, I think there's elements... Although you find the film a little bit problematic and Burst. it kind of wanes as it goes on, Burst. I think you really appreciate the golfing sequences. It's very iconic. Uh, you know, 
No. So I think, and <laughs> there's are. elements to what Goldfinger was doing as a villain that sort of planted the scene for things that went along. I think we're definitely going to see Scaramanga on that list. I'm not convinced he's going to be number one. He'll definitely be on that list, though. That's, that's a wild accusation. It is, <clears throat> and I, I stand by it. All right. Mr. Darby Deck? Uh, this is how it's done, Jake. Uh, Jake, I think, you know, digging into my mental reserves, mm-hmm. yep. I would say the scene uh, the scene of frivolity between Mr. Sean Connery and Mr. Emilio Lago. Oh yeah, uh, with the with the clay pigeon shooting, mm. really won you over. Mm. So I think, and I think uh, we spoke and reflected on Largo a lot, and I think Thunderball has been cropping up in all of your little listicles. Oh. Um, so I'm going to say Largo is either number one or number two. Oh, straight three. in. See that? Three. See straight that? Just in. Straight to Just it. Straight in. Now, Brondol. Wow. Brondol. Um, the man with the golden pun. Please address me by my title. <laughs> the man with the golden pun. <laughs> forever and henceforth. A day. Uh... Oh, you're slipping. Yes. You love Scaramanga. Si, senor. He's number three. Ooh, you think number three? Direct call. Yeah, yeah. Um, number, number one is and can only be yeah. Le Chief. Yes. Le Chief. Well, you didn't say that. But now that I think about it, I oh, agree. But, but uh, you, you're <laughs> These are my preconceived notions. Don't but, accuse but me. But then don't jump in. <laughs> That's me. All right. Well, that's that, that's me, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Jake, it's either Largo or Trevelyan. Right. Yeah, it, Trevelyan. It's, it's, oh, well, no, actually, no. It's Silver. It's Silver from Skyfall. Silver from Skyfall for no, number one. Silver. Yeah. All right. I think I've nailed that on the I head. I think that's a bluff. For that's you. a serious poker face. I think that's, yeah. yeah. I, I think would you go actually all in. Got I would go all in I would go all in on base on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poker or bridge. I don't know how bridge works. Back it up. Back it up. Going all in. Yeah, I'm going to throw everything on, on the table. Speedy. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay. see, this This is my car. You want to play? Yeah. Casino Royale. Casino Royale. The novel. Uh, and Darby, yeah. Darbos, the, the man, you are the hardest one to pick. Oh. Because a lot of the villains that I've really resonated with have not resonated with you. For Blasphemy. one thing, I think Stromberg's on that list. Huh? I'm going to say number four or five. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you really rate Scaramanga. Look, I think your number one villain of all time will be... Oh, dear. <laughs> He's chucking a Jake. He's chucking a Jake. It's hard, isn't it? It's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> You get a second stab at this. I, uh, After you've heard my You also have a very different definition uh, of who the villains are in a movie mm. and who henchmen are in a movie. Yeah, I'm a little bit slow. No, no, no. You just have a, very, you have a different... It's always made sense to me why you've thought someone is the, the villain, villain and someone is more a henchman. Le Chief and Mr. White. Yes, Le Chief and example. Mr. White. Mm-hmm. That's a good example. Mm-hmm. Nice Red there. Grant and Lotta Lenya. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where yeah. does yeah. Renard play with Electra? Yeah, is Renard. Ah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but look, I'm going to say, you know what? Screw it. I think Stromberg's your number one. Oh. Wow. Because he's the only one I know is definitively on your list. Mm. All right. So we'll see. Well, gentlemen, it's time to move on to our dishonourable mentions, Ooh. if you have any. Oh, yes, Mister Spear, Jake yes. Spear, do you have a dishonourable mention? I certainly do. I only have one. I'll keep it brief. Gustav Graves. Oh, you What's know what? In? I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring and say that's also mine. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Not in your top five. <laughs> <laughs> 
You sound surprised. <laughs> I'm very. He's on yours. Just I'm explain it. Is he on he's on mine. Of course, he's on mine. Yeah, well, let's rip it off. It's Gustav no. Graves. God, <laughs> Star Wars electricity, Iron uh, Man Robocop suit. No, it's terrible. It's That's terrible. The fight scene with, uh, with the swords at, at blades. Uh, uh, no, absolutely shocking. It's unforgivable. The fact that he exists at all, that he was a former. Korea, North Korean, North Korean uh, dictator's dictator. son, and yes. now a very, general's son, or general's son, a very son, wealthy yeah. white man, yeah, philanthropist. I, I yes. know. No, no, thank you. He stinks from Go to Woe in a stinky, stinky film, and he's yeah. always snarling. Oh, I know. And I get it. He's the dark side. He's meant to be the perfect dark side. I based him on you. Which, when you're basing him on Pierce Brosnan in Die Another Day, there's a lot of snarling and a lot of acting. <laughs> Toby Stevens is a wonderful actor. He is fantastic. In the radio plays that he does, where he plays James Bond, but in Die Another Day, a poo-poo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. Did he win a Razzie for that? I don't know. <clears throat> I should have done. Donna won a Razzie for for it. All jinx. Fact check. Oh, oh no, you can't. We've already no. recorded the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any other dishonorables? Do you not have any others? No, no it's, it's just it's that. Just yeah. that. Well, yeah, I, I have uh, one other. So uh, I've got a quote that I'm going to read out before uh, each one. So mm. my and it's the line that I think uh, is always in my head when I think of these villains. Cool. For Gustav Graves, it's my dreams can kill you. Oh God! Oh. This is my other dishonorable mention. Yep. Kill Bond. It is Ernst Stavro Blofeld in You Only Live Twice. <laughs> oh. I think this. Is the worst Blofeld. This is amazing. <laughs> nah, telly. Nah. This, we saw this on the big screen the other day, Jake and I. We, see, we did. He's really not good. Mr. Pleasance. Uh, Donald Pleasance. It, it, it's... Doesn't live up to his name. And it's not so much just his uh, performance, which I don't think does much. No. I don't find him intimidating. I don't find him scary. The build-up that we've had previously to get to Blofeld, for it to be this comes off a bit kind of limp. Um, but he just doesn't do anything in the film. Mm, and there's no well. grand confrontation between him and Bond. There's just the him sitting on a monorail and he kind of, you know, weakly points a yeah. gun at Bond. And even Bond the composition, and... too, of that moment. Yeah, it's like it's not the... building him up to be the grand master of evil guy. It's no, like... he, he doesn't sit well for me. I love He's the... got the best cat in the series. Yeah, terrible. I spend uh, more time ter- watching that cat. <laughs> particularly when that cat is <laughs> just trauma. going nuts when yeah. those explosions happen. I will say in his defence... I like the look of him. Yes, yeah. good look. Uh, it's a great look, and I think they probably should have kept that look mm. throughout the series. <clears throat> and it's definitely what they're referencing with Waltz Inspector yeah. when he gets the scar and blah 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 blah. But there you go. Come at me. It's Donald Ooh, Pleasant. Donald nice. Pleasant. So, do you have any honourable mentions? Oh yeah. I have so many. <laughs> I have so many honourable mentions, but I will keep it. I will keep it very brief. I just want to run through them all because. I just want to make sure that they're acknowledged. Take your time, take your time. Dr. Kananga. Uh, fabulous. Ahead of his time. Really masterful uh, villain. Scaramanga, I think, deserves to be on there um, because he's a classy guy. And I think we kind of get that sense of dark Bond, bizarro Bond. This sort of, I don't know whether there's a version of that that comes before him. Maybe with Red Grant as a henchman, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but as a as a mano mano big boy versus Bond, mm. I think there's there's worth of acknowledgement there. 
Going to put Stromberg there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Bund. Mr. Bund. Bun. Mr. Bund. Mr. Bun. Bund. Mr. Bund. It's fabulous. I love him. He's got the big desk Bund. with the gun Bund. and a Bund. hell of a death. You know, great really, death, he great sells death. the shit out of those getting getting shot up by Roggie. Um, I'm going to put uh, Blowfold by Charles Gray. Oh, yeah, he's got to be on there. He's got to be on there. Yeah, yeah, a bit of campy Blowfeld. Nah. Fantastic, fantastic. Nah. Burn it. Nah, keep him in there. Keep him in there. Not burn it because he wasn't on your dishonorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, final honorable for me, Mr. Largo. Oh, I think he has to be acknowledged. I was not expecting this. <laughs> top of my honourable list. All right. Well, he's also on top of my honourable list. Ooh. And I also have three. Um, yeah, Largo's great. The first one of the the first villains we see get down and dirty. Um, you know, puts yeah. the wetsuit on with his little beer belly. Oh, yeah. uh, he, he goes scuba diving. He he shoots at plates. He, he uh, does. He, he goes and with grand meetings with Spectre. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's got an eye patch. He's got an eye patch. And a lovely fur coat. But <laughs> also just a wonderful charisma and a real kind of uh, warmth to his character that must be very much the actors. But he, he just brings it to I the... I think so, too. He yeah. seems like a really cool guy. Really cool yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, my other two, he nearly crept in. To the top five, Mr. Max Zorin. Okay. Oh, Max! Max! I think he's pretty great. I think he's a very unique Bond villain, which I thought was a good measure of Bond villains. As long as the performance is good, as long as the character is understandable, if you can bring something new to the table that is very watchable, then mm. you've done a great job. And there's not really anyone else <laughs> like him, is no, there? No, there's not really anyone else like him. He's very, very good take on a villain. The person I think gets closest to him does a different spin on the same kind of energy and he's also on my honourable mentions list. Oh. And I think it's Elliot Carver. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised that this, this is... Yeah. 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 I really like Elliot Carver. I think he's in a not-so-good a film. Yeah. Um, but what he presents, his thematic mission, uh, his whole drive... His energy, very of the time and sits perfectly in the James Bond world. He's just not serviced narratively as well as he should be, which is probably what prevents him from... If he had a little bit more pathos and there's a little bit of a better payoff at the ending, it's not a bad payoff. It's not terrible, yeah. It's not terrible, but there's just something missing in his journey. He's definitely the most enjoyable... uh, Him and Kaufman are the two most enjoyable parts of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. more of that, please. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's it. I'm so shocked. Delicious. Doing these lists always shocks me because there are those little things where you reevaluate and you're just like, you know what? I actually do like that. And why have they stayed with me? Well... Here are my honourable mentions. Making Mud Pies 007. Ah! It's Stavro Blofeld, yeah. played by Charles Gray in Diamonds Are Forever. I love that if, if you're going to go camp, yep. if you're going to do something different with Blofeld, at least make him this. Mm. Go full whole hog. I think Charles Gray's wonderful. Every time he's on screen, I'm just like, yep, I'm with you. Mm. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's all right, Goldfinger. He's really good, and he was on and off the list, and on and off the mm. list. He is probably the best part of that movie. I think he's just he he doesn't drop the ball at all. Yeah, I really like him. In he'll that. ever forever be a little tainted. Not him personally. 
with the character because it's not his own voice. That's my thing. That's my thing. There is a bit of that. Although the voice that is in the film is not that different from his voice. Which is so bizarre. But the same is goes for Largo. It's not Largo's voice. Oh yeah. Right. And uh, there's someone else who has that as well. Has that similar problem. Most of the Bond women, Bond girls in the first couple of films are like that. But yeah, Goldfinger just missed out. Well, we get into the real shit now. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Spear Shakespeare. All right. Buckle up. is your number five villain? Well, I've got to say, this was an incredibly difficult task. I think of all of the top fives, this was excruciating. Extruciating. I had to extruse so much, it was excruciating. <laughs> because I had so many that wanted to be on the list, obviously, yeah. because of you know my honourable list being so long. It took me a long time to whittle this down. But I came up with a 23-point day plan oh, no. to oh, uh, the proper criteria for Shakespeare's assessment of villains. And Lay it on us. What makes a good villain? For me, I had to take a look at their plot. I had to take a look at their death. I had to take a look at their lair. I had to take a look at their style, their wit, yep. and their ability to evoke genuine fear or menace. Read those out again to me now. I'm just going to write them down. Their plot. plot. Their death. Their death. Their lair. Their lair. Some don't have lairs. Their, that's right. Their style. So they're not on the list. Their style. Their style. Their wit. Their wit. And their ability to evoke genuine fear or menace. And oh, just right fear slash menace. <laughs> no, it's the ability to evoke. It's not. Not fear itself. Not fear itself. <laughs> we'll, we'll remember. <laughs> so, with that list in mind. Mm-hmm. My number five is Max Zorin. Ooh. Oh! Yes. All right, run us through it. What's so, his plot? To start a microchip monopoly by destroying California's oh, Silicon Valley. Done. He's actually done, done it. it. He's actually this done it. We, this is the level of detail this we asked for in the fact check. <laughs> yes. See how and I, we I, never had, a, I had like, a question and you had an answer prepared? Yeah, That's right. Insane. Like I always do. You, do. But you know how good that felt just then? <laughs> <laughs> and how our eyes lit up and, like, and there was oh, an energy back in the room. You know what I mean? Like it, it felt like it used to when we yeah. first met. Left like it less like a death march. I, I want to. I want to get that love back. <laughs> well, see, I've done the bloody work yeah, here. So, so we wanted to start a microchip monopoly by destroying California Silicon Valley by triggering an earthquake along the San Andreas Fault, thus eliminating his competition. Be brilliant. Right, fabulous plot. Huge, huge. Two, his death mm-hmm. falls from the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. No, it falls from a blimp. No, he falls from no, the Golden Gate. He's on the. He's fighting he on the. He steps bridge. from the blimp to the bridge, then falls yeah. from then the bridge. And then fights Bond and Has falls. An axe fight. Yes, yes, yes. Extraordinary, extraordinary death. Number three, his lair. Now here is one where he doesn't quite have a lair, but I will say he does have a very extravagant home that we first met. That's in his, his lair, lair. which yeah. I would say is his lair. And, and then the blimp. It's a, it's a it's, moving lair. Yeah, it is a moving lair Anyone because he's got trap doors and all that kind of stuff that he can deploy. You know, oh, this guy is disagreeing with me, so I'll throw him out the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, what else we got? Uh, style. Impeccable. Very stylish. You know, albeit 80s stylish, but he's always in a suit. He's got a cane. I think the only time he's not in a suit is when he's in the boat with Mayday. But gorgeous suits uh-huh. and iconic, I, What's I, I think. The, what the does he keep in his hair. cane? Uh, he keeps uh, 
a mosquito trapped in amber. No, you're thinking of <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Ah, damn. He keeps a thing it's that, a that injects the horse with steroids. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yes. Ah, see, even better. Mm. Um, yes, the hair. The hair uh, and the sunglasses, iconic. Tremendous wit. Moving on to his wit very quickly. Uh, Mr. Bond. Uh, he's a stirring conversationalist. Uh, you know, he has great charisma and showmanship. Uh, he's, he's a campy villain, but I love the showmanship. Uh, you know, from the first time we meet, or well, he meets <clears throat> Bond at his house, you know, uh, all the way through to the sales pitch to all of his competitors on the blimp, I think it's just it's fabulous. Uh, the repartee is both charming and sinister. And then finally, uh, his ability to evoke fear and menace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, he is one of the more campy Bonds, but... Uh, no, a Bond villains. A, a Bond villain, I should say. Uh, but should. his coldness... Because he never played Bond. No, never did, never did. I do remember Just the film. Just for the record. <laughs> I do remember the film. I, I point you to the, the, the massacre in the mine, where he oh, coldly yes. shoots all the miners. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then when he storms City Hall as well, and he discovers Bond and Stacey lurking around, then drags them into the mayor's office. But that well, means I would have to be... be dead. Bang. Bang. And he shoots him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, love it. Love it. Max Zorin for me. Max five. Zorin at five. Wow. Well, I, I feel woefully unprepared compared no, to no. this 23.5 day working plan. <laughs> but um, my number five is... Do you have this written down? Yeah, but oh. I've remembered it. Oh, you've remembered it. Alec Trevelyan. Oh! Played by Mr. Scene Bean. Yeah. Scene Bean. Uh, the perfect dark bond for the Brosnan generation. Mm. Br- brilliantly cast what a pairing just watch it when we were doing the pre-title sequences last week watching that again and seeing those two play opposite of each other he would be in my top five list for the pre-title sequence alone even though he isn't yet a villain in it because I know because of the depth of what he, he represents mm-hmm. um, but then he does come back I feel like when he returns I'm just a tiny little bit let down with where his character goes, but I feel yeah. like it's strong enough in terms of backstory. As I said, a solid, a solid dark bond for the Brosnan generation. Mm-hmm. How can you not like Mr. Trevelyan? Mm-hmm. Shut the door, Alec. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we were to go according to, to Jake's plan, yeah, he doesn't have a lair. He's a bit witty. He's kind of stylish in a tactical sort of way. Yes. Uh, plot. Kill England. Well, he wants to get revenge for the uh, for the, uh, the the Cossacks. Yeah, that, the uh, that betrayal the, of his family. Yeah, of his people. Yeah. So he doesn't have a lair though, but he does have yeah, a nice oh, meal on the train. I would say his lair is either the train or the Soviet graveyard. Mm. The Janus. Mm. Does he pass? Does he pass your your plan? Yes, I think he does pass. He does. Plan. Okay. Yeah. Right. There you go. I will not be using your <laughs> your thing because I'm I have my own reasons. Right, right. Well, if you if you fall back on it and you and you you know doubt your own plan, right. my plan's just there. It's good. I want to know if I'm going to save a quote that mm-hmm. I oh, must don't test and us. see if you can guess who it can is. Can we just, okay. Brandon? Yes. This is a James Bond podcast. It is. Uh, we want to be seen to know a little bit about James Bond. Yeah. I do fear that Jake and I will get every one of these wrong. I yes. think you'll get them all right. Oh, he puts a lot of faith in us. He does. All right. Okay. Lay it on us. Uh, yeah, just a number five for me. No, a number five. No, it's a number. F- it's the chicken cheeseburger. Oh. Yes, it's the chick. Yes, the chicken cheeseburger. Thank you. No. You you were ordering at McDonald's. Yeah. Do you remember that scene? I can do it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that a genuine quote? It's a genuine quote. I don't believe you. Of course it From is. From the Bond film. Sorry, it might be my accent. 
Hang on, I'll do it in. I'll do it in their accent. Yeah. You wouldn't kill me. You'd miss me. That's not. Ah, what you see, just that's said. right. See, that it's t- sounds totally different it's, to me it's now. It's the accent. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you much that clearer. Is. Yeah, that's um, Carmen Electra. <laughs> Almost. It's Electra King. Ah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. Oh, In the world King. is not enough. No, no, yeah, she's, she's really our only female Bond villain. I mean, some people count Irma Bunt. I would say that she's more a hench uh, woman. I agree. Um, mm. The only other person who I would say is a villain, a uh, female villain, would be uh, Rosa Klebb. Mm-hmm. Uh, she crosses into villain territory. Yeah, yeah I mm. think she's a villain. Uh, but I think Electra King's fantastic. I fall in love with her every time. I see exactly why Bond does. It's a really kind of, I don't know, Fleming-esque, tragic story. It is. It's Vesper before we got to see Vesper properly on, on screen. Seeing the femme fatale be more than just uh, a one-night stand who then tries to kill him. Mm, she yeah. forms a real emotional bond. Oh, with double O's. I wonder if they intended that. Maybe, uh, maybe. maybe they are clever, clever clogs they over are. there at Eon. Uh, but yeah, Sophie Marceau, she's just wonderful in it. And I, I would like to see more female villains yeah, in in the franchise. Strange yeah. thing that they it, haven't been. Very there. strange hmm. thing because when they do go female baddies, they seem to always be hench people. And yeah. I think our last female baddie was Miranda Frost. That's nearly 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, would you class Vespa as Vespa's a baddie? no. Uh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, I'll go. Yeah, I'll give it. She's I'll give technically it. a hench person. Yeah. Yeah, mm, in a way. Tough. Debatable. Doing it out of love. But there we are. It's mm, uh, okay. Electra. Electra King. Electra King. Number four is Le Chifre. Le Chifre. Yes. When you chafe. When you, yeah, when you get a bit sweaty and you've been walking for a long time, you get Le Chifre. How good is Le Chifre? Le Chifre's amazing. Number one, his plot, recoup his squandered client's funds by winning a poker tournament at the Casino Royale, uh, shot by Mr. White. A bit of a, uh, you know, a more conventional sort of death, death by gun. Surprising death. Um, definitely surprising, and I think the way that it plays out is quite thrilling. Um... And even in death, he sort of reveals very much to us when that status of his shifts. We think that he's been the one in control, the big baddie all the time, and then, oh, no, please don't kill me. You know, you kind of see that subversion. That's a direct quote. That's a direct quote. That's a direct quote. Uh, uh, yeah, number three, the, the lair. doesn't really have a lair. No, don't cover up my list. No, because no, well, I... it's your list. It's your little 12-point plan. <laughs> doesn't really have a lair, but I would say his domain does seem to be the poker table. Baccarat. No well, poker. No, it's poker oh, in this, oh, but Baccarat oh, in the book. Oh, yeah, they change it. They change it. You know, there's a real Baccarat. I can't keep up with these goddamn card games. <laughs> Why don't you just fucking pick one? <laughs> Stick to it. Go. You know, there's real battles taking place there. It's a beautiful concoction. That's of not a lair. Though. High class and intense danger in that. In I would that say area. his lair is where he tortures Bond. Mm. Oh yeah, in that yeah. old abandoned shipyard. shipyard. Valid, valid, valid. I think it's more than valid. Yeah, I think it's it's accurate. valid. Mm. Um, stylish, very stylish villain. Uh, I mean, I would say he's basically in the same suit for most of the picture. Uh, that uh, the, the 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 black tux, um, but yeah, razor sharp and exudes this kind of oily ooze that I think adds to his elemental quality. Oh, mm. 
I think he's very elemental. He's like oil. Yes. Yeah. Black. Black. Oozing. Like Crude. Captain Planet. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, wit. When it comes to wit, um, you know, I think so Give much... Give an of, example. Well, I was going to say so much of Lashif's power actually comes from... Is. The fact that he doesn't say very much. He's a bit. He's a silent kind of guy. And then, towards the end, particularly in the torture scene, gets a bit gabby. He does, doesn't he? Mm. He's a bit sweaty and a bit kind of rambly, and you kind of start to see the cracks and everything like mm. that. Yeah, it's interesting. So you just it. dodged that one. Because yeah. Brandon asked for a direct quote. Um. Mm, I think he says ball sack at some point, doesn't he say ball He sack? does not say ball sack, my no, goodness. Derangement of the tear ducts. Yeah, yeah. Mm, d- um, derangement of the tear ducts. My, my dear general. My, my dear general Bond. That's part of it, yeah. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's what I thought. And look, 100%, he can evoke fear and menace like almost no one. I was going to say, yeah, where were you going with that? He's almost... Almost. He's the stuff of nightmares. He's a nightmare creature. You know, the fucked up eye, the slick hair. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, it's cold, pale, sweaty face, the blood coming out of the eye thing and everything like that. All right, well, we all have our days. (laughs) He stays with you long after the film's gone. He's a good villain. He's good. Number four. Number four. Well. Dummy Dick. Well, you were dead wrong, Jake, when you said that I wouldn't have any modern villains. Oh. Oh. Uh, Dominic Green. No. (gasps) Really? No. And don't you whisper. Oh, sorry. We're on air. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's that <bad> radio. <laughs> number four. Actually, Jack, can you just not on my... Number four yeah. is uh, Raul Silva. Oh, oh Silva. Silver. Look at Skyfall, who I think has one of the, the coolest, not just James Bond villain introductions, but goddamn villain introductions oh, of any yeah, movie. Yeah. The prolonged single take of him you know with his drunk what is the 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 give us a line brandon story about the rats the rat. oh yeah yes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i really like this idea of a villain with mummy issues i think it's really strong he is also the closest we have in the craig era to a dark bond mm. um which i really love and quite partial to and um just a total div- uh deviation from where i thought he was going to go at the time, contextually. Like, one of my favourite movies as a, as a 17, 18-year-old was No Country for Old Men. And then so when he was announced as Silver in the new Skyfall picture, I was understandably... Very excited. Very excited. And um, I remember at the time, I was a little taken aback by the, the path he went. And I didn't quite mm. think instantly that he was the... It is very different. <clears throat> yeah. It's very different to what you expect. And I, I thought, going into Skyfall, I was about to see the greatest villain performance of all time. That was my preconceived notion on the day. Oh. And um, it's taken me a few years to really understand how complex the performance is mm. um, and how deep and laid and how much work he's actually put into it. And uh, yeah, he's my number four, Mr. Silver. She sent you after me knowing you were not, not ready, ready, knowing you would likely die. die. Mommy was very bad. Perfect. Very good. Very good. There's the quote. <laughs> than never. Well, here's my number four. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, here's here's the quote. I mean what I say, and I'll do what I claim. Ooh, I mean yeah. what I say, and I do what I'll claim. Yeah. Now I remember that popping up recently because, oh, I know who that is. Is he really that low? Number four. 
Mr. Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas' Ernst Stavro Blofeld in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Wow. That's how you do Blofeld. (laughs) (laughs) No, I won't hear a damn word about it. We saw it on the big screen. You admitted it. Not just to me, Ah, but to James from James Bond Down Under. I have backup. No, it wasn't on the record. Was I there? Release the tapes. You were not. Well, all of Trayvon wasn't present. (laughs) (laughs) See you in court. (laughs) No, I think Telly Savalas, I think he's the best Blofeld we've had. I think he's he's simultaneously uh, really brutish and kind of, you know, he just looks like a thug at points. Uh, but then he, he, watching him speak, you're just like, nope, that is a great intellect behind that. Um, I'd never noticed before his finger. Mm. Uh, part of his pinky is kind of missing. It, oh, it's his index finger. On his left hand. On his left hand. <laughs> was was uh, apparently like deformed from, from birth or something mm. like that. And the way he utilises that by trying to kind of hide it from people by the way he kind of angles his hand to, to the way he smokes. It's like, it just it's such an interesting little choice. I think the standout scene for him, the the the, the quote that always comes to mind is the you know I mean what I say and I'll do what I claim um, but his standout scene for me is when he is wooing Diana Riggs Tracy and she starts quoting for thee the you know blah 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 the, yeah. the, the poem um, I like when he tries to trick Little Red Riding Hood what are you talking about? <laughs> no, he's not, he's not a wolf. He's not a wolf in grandma's skin. <laughs> he is. He's not. He's wonderful and I, I won't have this anymore. And in fact, the only thing I will accept is for both one of you at least to have put him higher than Ooh. I have on this. So there you are. Can't help it's you this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Blofeld. May I say I was very happy to not see him on either of your dishonourables. Oh, I couldn't I was, do that to him. I was thinking that was coming and I, I would have ripped my hair out. <laughs> so there we are. We're in the middle of the pack. Yes. Who is your number 12? Number three for me is Alec Trevelyan. Oh, oh that's lower than I thought it would be. Controversy. Alec Trevelyan, who uses an EMP weapon to destroy England's economy. Oh, there's also this whole double agent thing going on. Revenge for his family. Oh, fabulous plot from Alec. And death falls to the bottom of the antenna cradle and later crushed by the falling Debris. My God. Debris. That's De- a, we should let it go. It's, fine. it's debris, right? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, that's what I'm talking about. It's a hell of a death. Lair? Is it? Lair? Yeah, Lair? No, don't look at my notes. <laughs> These are your notes. Firstly, we're reunited with Alec in a spooky Russian communist statue graveyard. It's fabulous. It's, it's a bit stagey. It's very stagey, but it's fabulously moody. Not really a lair, but it's a great place to... You know, reconnect with who we thought was a friend and now is is the bad guy. Uh, his kind of lair would be the train, I think. It's all kitted out with, with tech and it's heavily armoured and stuff like that. And it has a fantastic dining car. And then, But then there's the facility right at the end where they're launching... Uh, well, and kind of turning the satellite dish and, and activating the um, the golden eye, which gives me a lot of you only live twice vibes too, actually, I thought. Oh, really? So that would be a big, uh, big lair for 006. He's a great example of something Bond... Uh, Brandon, I said, whoops. Excuse Bonden. me. Oh, Did you just me. call me Bond? Have don't, I been crowned the man with the golden pun 
And, and James, James Bond. Let him hear that Freudian slip. I'll take it. It's something that Brandon. Uh, I'm a gracious king. Introduced to me that I love. Echoed by Darby earlier today, this idea of the dark Bond, the Bizarro Bond, the Shelbyville Bond. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's a badass in his tactical gear, 006, you know. And I would say, not overly flamboyant in his style, but very clean lines and always very dark in the shadow. Yes, he's very, he's like a, he is like a shadow. Yeah, 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 yeah. A spectre. Um, he's tidy, and I thought that would have landed a bit better yeah, with you guys. No. We like the spectre. I thought you would joke. use like... See him move through smoke and mirror. Ah, oh, maybe that's what they're referring to in the song. Um, You'll never know <laughs> how I watched you from the shadows as a Shadows, child. more shadow imagery. See, it's all there, it's yeah. all there. But he's tidy, he's ready for business, and it's always linked to the fact that he has his tactical training that we're kind of reminded of, that I don't know whether we get from any other villains so much that we get a villain that is Bond's equal. Probably more Physically. so than any, than any other. Dark Bond. It's come from the same place. Come from the, He's got that same training. He's just mm. as capable as Bond uh, as taking a life. But suffers hu- hubris. Hubris. Plenty of hubris. Hubri. 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 Like... Uh, ah, that's it. Debris. No, hubris. no, it's Ah, right, 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 right. Um, look, I do feel that this is a villain who is me- who is, who's meant to be more of a physical challenge. For Bond, where, as opposed to a, a witty, psychological, kind of wordy villain. I think he's an emotional challenge for Bond, mm. though. Yeah, true, mm. true, 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 true. Um, I do like the For England James, all that kind of stuff. But in terms of... He, he does seem to have that that British grace about him and, and does exude those sort of Bondian manners. He's very Dalton. In the dining mm. car there with Natalia, but he very quickly turns into a very gross, filthy pig. Tastes like strawberries. Oh, Oh, oh God. yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is really like watching Bond gone bad, uh, which I, I, I think like off milk, like off milk. It's he's curdled. It's curdled Bond. <laughs> Speaking of that final train scene with Natalia, I, you know, I don't know whether I ever quite fear him, but I do get that tense exhilaration when he comes up against Bond, knowing that this won't be easy for Bond. You get sexually excited. No, that's not what I said. I get aroused visually oh. that it's going to be exciting and physically dangerous. Great hand-to-hand <laughs> combat scene too. Yes. Absolutely. So, mm. Absolutely. There's that. Uh, Mr. Darby Deck, your my, number three? My number three is uh, James Bond villain royalty. Oh. A king. Oh. Electric king! Ah! Yes, Electra King. Um, she made a great impression on me in my early Bond years. I bet. <laughs> and, Keep uh, it in your pants. <laughs> and uh, coming back and revisiting that film, The World Is Not Enough With You Boys, I was immediately taken again. It's a really masterful performance by Sophie Marceau. Um, really felt, very, very Ooh, felt yeah. by her. And very... Uh, it is stirring. Um it's when you when you watch a I long for more female villains in the Bond film because I hope open up a whole new 
world of opportunity yeah. for Bond yeah. to come up against as well. Yeah. Doesn't always particularly have to be... a character like Bond. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Who sees women as what is it? Meaningless pursuits. Totally. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a great little battle for him to fight, and she more than is a match for him. I think, uh, especially emotionally, she puts him through the ringer. But um, yeah, she nearly went higher. I think Rain. Renard kind of spoils her just a touch for me. Oh, yeah. That she, yeah. yeah, but I think without Renard, she's a bit stronger. But I do like her, nonetheless. She's number three. Okay. Number three. Number okay. three. In a third of the time that it took Jake. Well, there you are. <laughs> well, here's my number three. Yes. To us, Mr. Bond. Oh. We are the best. You said I he'd be number three. Is. I did too. Oh, picked Scaramanga. it. Francisco Scaramanga. The man with the golden gun. Yeah. Uh, we saw him on the big screen we this weekend. Uh, good God. He's fantastic. He's a lot of fun. He's so much fun. He's got that cool, you know, it is. It's the dark side Shelbyville Bond. He's just there's no one else like Christopher Lee. Mm. And so seeing him play a Bond film and just use every single line that he's given, every action, little things like watching him, the way he sits so upright in the chair on the beach at the very start and he's there like eating an oyster and he's kind of observing it. And then when Knickknack is like, oh, there's a call for you inside. Uh, and he just chucks the oyster shell into the into the water and stuff. I was just watching him do little things like that, and I was like, oh, oh, I love watching oh, him. He's be- so You believe good. him, don't you? You, you really, really do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's really something very do. textile about Scaramanga, which is very telling for a film that's nearing sixty years old. Fifty years, 50 yes, years old. God, now, it is. Know. Yeah, only three years to go. Yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Oh, four years, sorry. He's pretty sick. You feel like the more modern version of Scaramanga gets a lot scarier. Oh, but you can yes. see that, that Christopher Lee's done all the work there anyway. Yeah. It's just not all at, at the surface. It, yeah, they're, mm. they're, they're, there's that kind of early 70s yes. Bond hold, yeah, hold yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and the other thing that I think is so impressive with him is that knowing Christopher Lee's uh, history of him, you know, fighting, like there's this great story... Um, where he talks about what it's not Bond related, but I've really I've always wanted to tell you boys this story. How he talks about uh, there's a deleted scene in the Lord of the Rings, uh, the third film. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I here? do. Yeah. Yeah. Saruman yeah. gets stabbed in the back. He gets stabbed in the back <laughs> by Wormtongue. They filmed the scene, and Peter Jackson was like, "Oh, um, I just feel like you should uh, you kind of like scream out in pain, and you know, like you've just been stabbed in the back." And Christopher Lee turned to Peter Jackson. He goes, have you ever seen a man be stabbed in the back? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't. A Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine I did a Kiwi accident. <laughs> Instead of Martin Peter Freeman. Jackson, director yeah. of Lord of the no, Rings trilogy. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Well, well, Peter, I have seen a man stand, stabbed in the back. And when they are stabbed, all of the air is just expelled from their lungs and they cannot make a sound. And I just think that is one of the most dark, brutal fucking stories <laughs> yeah. I've ever heard that he knows what a man Did looks he serve and in World sound War like. II? World War Two, yeah, yeah. Mm. Same as... Because he was Fleming's, like, second cousin or something like that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, they've got c- connections. And in fact, Fleming, um, there was talk of Christopher Lee playing Bond back in the 60s. He'd have been a good Bond. He would have been a great Bond. Mm. But... He's my number three. Wow. So, number two, we're getting to the pointy end now. Goodness me. All right, number two is Electric King. 
Oh. Yes. And she wanted to gain a monopoly on crude oil, the sneaky little thing, she by creating did. a nuclear meltdown in Istanbul. God, see, more monopoly, more greed, more control. aren't they? Aren't and they family, family tie with that as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Her father stole it from her mother's people. Yes, yes. And she's a woman. A woman? Yes. No, she's extraordinary. Um, death, shot in the chest by Bond. Mm. Again, a bit more of a conventional Point death. Blank. Shot through the heart. Oh, yeah. But she was to blame. Mm. She was to blame yeah, for that. Because she was going to blow up. Istanbul. I do love yeah. that. She, I don't. I don't think she. I think she does believe that he wouldn't. That her. he wouldn't do it. Yeah. I think she, that's that would be such a shock to her. But alas, she's dead. Um. Oh, bit cold, but bit kind. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Lair. Yes. Uh. Not really a villain with a lair too. I suppose she has uh, that yeah. torture room. Yeah. She's got her. Yeah. Istanbul. Uh, mansion. Island mansion. Mansion. Yeah, yeah. If anything, I'd give it to that. That is because it's what it is. It's what it is. Yes, and I would, I would say this too. In addition to that, also. she. Uh, it's thanks okay. to her that we get very much travel log Bond. You know, I think that Bond's thanks to her. Of, did she fund the production? No, I just think that because Bond's attached to her, following her around, we get glimpses of Spain and Istanbul and the French right. Alps, and you know. Zakovsky's casino. Well, Spain is for her dad, mm. not so much her. No, but she goes there, right? To Bilbao, Spain. Is she, she there? No, I think that's just James Bond. Bond, James Bond. Bond, James Bond. And, the, and that's when he meets uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Uh, Bond. No, no, Swiss, Swiss banker. Bilbao, Spain is. Uh, you're thinking of uh, Kazakhstan. Oh, that's Kazakhstan. Yes, yes. Very the... different from Spain. Very. <laughs> Very, very different. Either way, we get to see a lot of pretty places. See, Senor. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. And you think that's down to Electra? I think a lot I of think that the is... screenwriter, is probably. I, I would to... say Purvis and Wade had a big... Yeah, big, uh, yeah maybe. Maybe. They've location, got something to do with it. Locations manager. But I get what you... But okay. without Electra King in their mind... Right. We don't. Yeah, yeah we don't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, wish you style. Hadn't. She is style. She's style. She's beauty and she's grace. Um, <laughs> she's elegant, sexy, regal even. I oh, think there's a regal quality. Wow, well, king. 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 And deadly. Yeah. Even while <laughs> skiing, even while skiing, she still manages to flaunt uh, the most Bondian of outfits with her, with her fur well, hat. The, and her hat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, she just exudes... I, confidence and style, I think. Uh, she had which, style, she had flesh, she was there. She was so there. she became... Electric King. Electric King. Electric King. The wit. The wit of Electric King. She seems to be one of the most complicated of Bond characters for me. And, you know, for that she possesses a most dynamic and Machiavellian wit. <laughs> Give us an example. Machiavellian. Yeah, I've even yeah, written, that. So written Ma- it. I have written it. How do you spell it? Not right. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> There's no red line under it. So, uh... No, the web of lies. Yeah, when you spell machine like. What? Hang on a minute. <laughs> the Terminator. No, the web of lies she has to spin, and the impressive arsenal of characters that, and personalities that she wears throughout this film, is exquisite. You know the fact that she's playing um, helpless captive to uh, you know grieving daughter, seductress into torturous. In you know. It's, it's fabulous. I think she's fabulous. She's a true mastermind and a megalomaniac. So not only do you like acting, 
You yeah. like it when actors play characters who are acting. Yeah. Well, Birdman. Birdman. And finally, <laughs> in terms of fear and menace, I'm completely under her spell in this film, oh, and yeah. that utterly terrifies me. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. fantastic. Tricks me. She's number two. You could get caught in her spider's web. I could. Uh, my number out. two is, uh, I'll give you the actor's name. Yep. See if you can tell me. Mm-hmm. Kurt Jürgens. Ah, oh, Stromberg. Stromberg! He's up there. There he is. Oh, look, seeing this... I feel like when we did our reviews, I adored Stromberg. Mm. But then there was a little bit of lingering distaste. I was like, oh, do I? Well, no, it was that you two didn't. Mm. Yeah, he didn't sit with me as, yeah, he didn't as, sit with as, you as in... strongly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that made me doubt a little bit. He wouldn't have made my list, but the, the fortuitous cinema screen screening yep. of the cinema screen has put him up... At, he was nearly number one. I tell really? you, it's he a wonderful. Up on my radar. It's a wonderful performance. It's very, very confident, Isn't it? Um, especially for the time when you look at what the other Bond villains were doing up until this point. For him to come in, quite an outlandish kind of conceit, yeah, crazy, and really ground it in something. Yeah, a, a villain with webbed hands. Yeah, yeah. which, which never they feels like a cartoon character. No, because yeah, it feels like something thing. that he's actually hiding from us. Yes, yeah, and that's it. I love that when it's like, please don't shake his hand. He doesn't like, mm. and Bond goes, puts the, the arm out. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, great little attention yeah. to detail. And you're right, Jake. The death scene, that again ripped through me in the mm. cinema. Ah, oh, watching him go, all the confidence and the hubris again, and then Roger's kind of cold detachment as he just pumps him with. What, five bullets? Yeah, he keeps four shooting yeah. him. He keeps shooting like four him. Four times or something. Yeah, Stromberg all the way for me. I'd like to... S- I wish that he'd set more of a template. Oh, yeah. Um, for mm. for the rest of the Roger era. You don't think his influence is felt? I think it is in Drax. Era? I think it is in Drax. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is in Drax. Mm. But that would probably be it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But yeah. There you Number go. Two. Number two. All right. Well, here's my quote. The two survivors. This uh, is what she means. Silva. It's Raul Silva in Skyfall. Yeah, I, I think Javier Bardem, you, you nailed it when you were talking about him earlier. He That is the best introduction to a Bond villain I think we're ever going to get. Yeah, doesn't it, get any better. That's an extraordinary monologue yeah. that is done in one shot. Yeah. He's walking a little slow, but we'll let him Yeah, have. yeah, there's definitely a bit of pacing <laughs> of like, uh, I can't get to there before I say that line. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wander to the left here a bit. In my own close-up. Yeah, yeah, hip sway. He's amazing. The, the fact that it, it took us this long, too, to get a, um, a, a male Bond villain who threatens Bond's sexuality mm. as well. Mm. That That is extraordinary. That little scene of like, oh, you're trying to remember your training now, and he's yeah. running his hands up, up Bond's legs. legs and everything. That's great stuff. Mm. Like, how have we not seen stuff like that before? Mm. Um, so full of energy, too. Yes. It's palpable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. Mm. Uh, the, the personal revenge angle is... It's it's exactly what I like about characters like Trevelyan and that. But Silver's is so devastating. There is a small part of you that is like, he's right. Yeah. Mm. He was left to die. He was left to die. Yeah. And in up. a strange way, he's the dark side of what happens to Bond in Die Another Day. 
the mm. whole he was captured by an enemy, you know. Yep. Uh, it was the Chinese authorities. Yeah, just I before think. the transition before, for in Hong handover Kong, that's from right. Hong Kong. Um, and he took his cyanide capsule, which there's a reference to that in Die Another Day. It's like, you had your cyanide capsule. Threw it away years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Silver took his. Yeah. And it didn't work. And he didn't give up any secrets. Mm. He didn't give up anything. But he wasn't saved in the same way that Bond was in Die Another Day. I know they happen in different realities, but there is a bit of a... I think that's quite a nice little look back to a previous film. Kind yeah, of subtle yeah, mod that they're doing there. Um, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. And when he gets the knife in the back at the very end, and just that rage that mm. boils through him. Again, similar to the... Uh, do you know what it's like when someone gets knifed? Yeah, he yeah. can't speak. Yep. He yeah. has no air. And that frustration so and the rage and just looking at Bond, it's like, oh, it's horrible. And the fact that when he's got the gun up against his and, and, and M's head, it's like, oh. that's so confronting. It's so confronting. And I've never felt so emotionally affected by a villain. Mm. I think that's masterful stuff. There's, yeah. only, there's only one other villain that I think... That's what I'm looking for. That's in terms of emotional dark side Bond. That's the best. Yeah. He's only let down by some plot contrivances. Yeah, yeah. And apart from that, like what he's doing is perfect. Oh, it's mm. amazing. It's just the fact that he happens to escape a glass room and just the fact that he can coordinate yeah, a train to come through it. Stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit too dark night. Mm. But it is. Mm, otherwise. Well, we're at the very last one. So, Mr. Jake Spear, we're going to have to guess what yours is. Yeah. So, you've said Zoran, Le Chief, Trevelyan, Electra. Yes. He could go anyway. It's Lago. No, Alago was his uh, honourable. Oh, it was. Mm. So it's silver. Is it Very silver? Confident with that. It's silver. Ooh. Who else could it be? It's not Kamal Khan. Maybe You'd Drax. leave him alone. It may be Drax. It could. No, it's not Drax because he doesn't particularly like Moonraker. Yeah, he just thinks that he's the strongest part of that yeah. film. I think you're right. It might, it might be silver. I know Jake loved silver. Yeah. He loves Skyfall. He loves Skyfall. Says that it's quickly knocking on his... Well, there's a couple that are quickly <laughs> knocking on his number one. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> These are all his kind of favourite films. Here. They are. We've got Avtac, Casino Royale, Goldeneye, Twine. I'm going to go Silver. All of the villains named there are in top ten Jake Bond films. That's right. And so is my number one. It's Ralph Silver. Yay! Yes. You know me yes. too well, gentlemen. You know me too well. <laughs> no, look, uh, I won't take too long, but... He... No, take your time. Well, take your you've, time. You've, you've all, you've all said it. You you've all far, nailed it? it. All right, all right, fine, I will. Uh, <laughs> so his plot is to take revenge on M by killing her and staging a uh, huge, embarrassing cyber attack on MI6. That reveals the... Um... The identity of embedded NATO agents. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. In the trailer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> NATO agents. <laughs> it's personal. It's a personal plot. How he dies? Bond throws a hunting knife into his back. Ooh. It's personal. It's personal. Oh, yeah, like stabbed in the back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, betrayed. Ah, ah, metaphors. Sometimes the old ways are the best. Yes. Because knives came before guns. Exactly right. Right. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, look, we, we definitely get a lair here. We get a, we get a, we get a bloody island. 
Yes. You know, he's got his own bloody island. The crumbled city. Uh, you know, I wish we got to see a little bit more of it, to be honest. I wish we did get to see more of the island. But, you know, it's full of computers. It's There's an area where he can shoot people that he doesn't like with old guns. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fair income lair. And, look, we do get a bit of a Hannibal Lecter-esque kind of uh, dungeon when he's kind of captured as well. Not that it's a lair, but it's a nice set. You cannot deny that Silver is one stylish mofo. Try me. <laughs> I don't personally like his style. Well, well, But he's stylish. He's very stylish. I think he's got a very uh, distinct look. Mm. Uh, you know, the tan blazer or sport jacket that we get. And, yeah, he's kind of got... It's not paisley, but it's a bit of a floral kind of embellished shirt underneath that when we first kind of meet him. Mm. Is it not paisley? It could it be. might be paisley. It might be paisley. Mm. I'm not 100% Paisley on to check these things. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and I really dig his outfit at Skyfall too in the end, that, that kind of leather trench. Oh, yeah. Kind of heavy duty, sort of, you know, we're out tactical-esque mm. kind of stuff. And we get a bit of a disguised villain when he dresses up as a, a Mr. Police Policeman. Man officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate mm. that. Mm. Uh, wit, he is the man. I think, for the wit. Yes, you know, very witty. I love the back and forth between Bond and Silver. We talked about it before, the hand on the legs kind of scene, the introduction, the story about his grandma's island and the rats and ever eating themselves and everything. That's just fantastic. I really look for that in, in my villains, those moments when Bond gets to front the baddie in a battle of kind of words and ideas, and we've seen it in the novels. I really, I, I, and, and I really look for it in the films. It's a kind of standalone sort of trope for me. Um, and I, I think he's really the best kind of version of a campy villain in the Craig verse. Mm, they pull mm. it off the best there. Um, do I fear him? Without a doubt. <laughs> he's an agent of chaos. He is much like you. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> technically, agent of Spectre. Agent he of is. Spectre. He is an yeah. agent of chaos Spectre. Chaos is... Uh, that They actually Maxwell run... Smart. Maxwell Smart. No, yeah, Chaos Smart. runs Spectre that runs Quantum. So, oh. it, 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 chaos is so above. Bond is part of the Get Smart verse. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. We're that waiting that for the crossover sense. that we've always wanted. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mr. Darby Deck, we now get to try and decipher your. Try, try me, boys. Your, so you've you'll gone, never guess. You, your list has been full of people who only one of them I knew was going to be on there. Oh, really? Yeah. So you've gone Trevelyan, Silver, Electra, and Stromberg. Mm. Stromberg was the only one who I knew was going to factor. All right. Uh, Jake, do you have any idea? I'm probably going to eat my preconceived notions. I think it's Lashif. You think it's Lashif? I don't think it was mentioned in his in his honourables. I wonder if there's uh, the way he talked about Largo. He was in my and also when I mentioned Lotta. Oh, I mm. was in your honourable. Mm. When I mentioned Lotta Lenya, you were like, "Yes, I can. I definitely consider her a, a villain, but she's not strong enough. You wouldn't put her above Electra. No, 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 no way. No. Who would you put above Electra? That's mm. a. That's a. Well, he's put at least Stromberg, and one other. And, and you <laughs> put Silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put four other four people. other people. It's a very big list. <laughs> Objectively. Who's it going to be? Maybe it is one of the older ones. Oh, oh, you know who it could be? Mm-hmm. Darby had a very, very... Yeah? Very strong fondness for Dominic Green. God, will he be the dark horse on this? He wouldn't put Dr. No, would he? No. Not above Electra. Oh, and he wouldn't put Blofeld. 
He wouldn't put Yolt Blofeld, surely. Could you not. imagine if it was Telly Savalas? Oh. Oh, no, no, it won't. It won't. He's given Telly Savalas too hard a time. <laughs> he might come clean. No, no. If he comes Could clean, they? if he comes clean, I'll eat half a sheet of A4 paper. <laughs> Hold on a second. Be... <laughs> <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> uh, just say something. I'll say Dominic Green. I'll stick with Le Chief. Mr. W. One of you's right. Oh... The first James Bond villain to ever to ever reach a hand out of a cinema screen and, and grab me by the throat uh, was none other than Le Chiffre. Le Chiffre. Scared me like no other man I had ever come across. And I, <laughs> it took me years really? to figure out to what he was again. doing. To sleep again. Well, not to sleep again, but to really understand him. Right. He's so... It's a smellable performance. Yeah, it, right. <clears throat> Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, going on to see the dude play Hannibal... In the TV mm, series, yeah, he, yeah. he's the perfect Hannibal, if you've ever read uh, the novels. And Le Chief is Hannibal. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in every, this was his screen test for that, even though this is, <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. the better performance. It's like, this is diabolical villain. And the fact that you can pin all of his contrivances, all of his issues and paranoias to something real and tangible that he's experienced, thought or felt... His very plot is driven by compulsion and need. You know, he's a, he's an animal. He's a smellable little rat, and I just think he's incredible. It'll it never yeah. It'll never get better than Lashif for me, for the rest of the bond. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That really takes me by surprise. Yeah. I was I wouldn't have yeah. There you go. Bloody mm. hell. And I reckon yeah. it's the same for you, mate. You think Ooh. it's the sheep? Yeah. So I've got Electra, Savalas, Blofeld, Scaramanga, and Silva. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. You can't put no Silva there without question. putting the sheep there. Yeah, for sure. Well, gentlemen, here's the quote. I hope our little game isn't causing you to perspire. It's the sheep. It's the sheep. Mads Mikkelsen. He's the best. He's he the best. is the best. The king. I mean, how the fuck is he that? Terrifying and captivating at the same time as being so fucking understated. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's so hard to do. I think a lot of times when you watch actors and they're doing like big performances and they're showing a lot, it can be very impressive and it gets you the first time you see it. But the mm. more you watch it, you start to see them uh, kind of using tricks and yes. kind of doing things choices. for show. Yeah. Mm. Every time, like, we're nearly 15 years on from that film. Yeah. Every time I watch that, I'm seeing something new from him. Mm. He's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Like, Oh, and the physical uh, deformation, the weeping blood. Oh, Come yeah. on. Oh, God. How did that take them so long to think of that? I know, <laughs> I know. And what a line. Weeping blood comes merely from a derangement of the tear duct, my dear general. Nothing sinister. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Hook that to my face. (laughs) Casino Royale seems to be topping my list quite a lot lately. Uh, But it's my favourite film because it literally has the best bits of everything for me, really. Yeah. Mm. There's only a couple of things where I think it doesn't top the list. But even then, it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, I wish there was some way to get back to that. I I really hope that No Time to Die gives me a similar giddy thrill, mm. but uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a very long time before I see a performance like like Mads Mikkelsen's again that just grabs me. Mm. Do we hold out hope for Saffin? I do. 
I very much I do. do. Yeah. Mm. There was at last night, the, at the time of recording last night, uh, there was a little promo that came out, which by now I'm sure everyone listening to this has seen at least ten times. Uh, <laughs> Colour me excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does look good. He looks very good. Yeah. Menacing. Would he, will he uh, Edge top, onto the list? top our list? Mm. Time will tell. Mm. It's a tough list to get onto. Oh, it yes. is. This is very impressive. So I've done my tabulating, my calculating, my fabulating, <laughs> and only eight villains out of made a our list 15. out of a possible twenty-four. Well, fifteen because top points. Oh, of course. <laughs> are you I sure see. these tabulations are right? <laughs> Let me just pause. <laughs> uh, coming in in eighth spot, it's Max. Oh, I'm with, glad he gets a point. With one, he's up yeah, there. He's all right. Kazali, number seven. It's the best Blofeld. It's Telly Savalas Blofeld mm. with two points. No other Blofeld was up there. You can't Pop say anything. You cannot say anything. <laughs> the best Blofeld, technically. Yeah. By default. According to Trey Bond. By default. Uh, number six. It's the man with the golden gun. Francisco Scaramanga with three points. Tied fourth here. Stromberg. Oh, too low. And Trevelyan with Ooh. four points. Wow. Now we're at the pointy end. Third spot. It's Electra King with eight mm, points. Well earned. Second spot, only one point separated Ooh, these two. Wow. Silver on eleven, and in first place it's Le Chiffre wow. with twelve points. There you go. The official Trayvon villains have been announced. They are good. Oh, gentlemen, well done. Well done. Goodness. Hopefully, Safford makes the list later in the year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Well, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone uh, listening. <laughs> Next week we'll join you for, yeah. for another, <laughs> another uh, Trayvon Cooperative uh, crossover event where we'll do a video game, and the video game is... Uh, GoldenEye 007 Reloaded. So if you haven't seen it, the first one in our series, we did 007 Legends. Mm. Go by and check it out on our YouTube channel, United States of Kensington. And you know what to expect next week. Yeah. Laughs and gaffs. Laughs and gaffs. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye!